Welcome back to the Post Chapel Podcast here at Kentucky Wesleyan College. It's good to be back. This is our first chapel this semester, and we are back. And my name is Noah Davis here with... Sean Toms. Isaac Rose. I play baseball here. I have Brooklyn Wolf And McKenna O'Brien. All right, Sean, since you were the speaker of the day, can you kind of just go over um, what the topic was and kind of what you talked about? Today's chapel message wasn't... A, a typical chapel message in that at the beginning of the year, we try to introduce to those who may be new to campus or new to chapel what our new chapel topic will be for the semester. And we have, for the last several years, each semester has had its own series or theme uh, for all the chapel messages. So I kind of had three uh, responsibilities today, and that was to kind of welcome everyone back to campus and specifically to chapel to get us kind of launched for the year. And then the other thing was to invite people to come and to be a part and for people to, ha- to find maybe their place in um, ministering to others through chapel. If it weren't for the student volunteers who do all of the things for chapel each week, um, it doesn't it doesn't happen the way that it happens, and so extending that invitation to students and it was a it was a blessing to me after it was over. For there were three different students that said, "Hey, I would love to be a greeter," and another student said, "At my church, I've done sound and tech before. Could I could I start there?" So just after that invitation today, we had uh, three different students who wanted to do specific jobs. So. I wanted to welcome, invite, and then intro the theme for the semester, which we're going every chapel service this year, and every speaker that we'll have will all be walking through the Experiencing God material, which is a transformational mm-hmm. material that's been around for, for a very long time, and it has made a difference in the lives of a lot of people, including me. So that's that's what we uh, that's what we'll be doing. So did a little intro for that. I liked it. I think one thing that really was uh, flowing through my mind when I was trying to write th- write down things. The first thing that I got from you was you said you'd wake up, start your day with the word. I put priorities. Put keep first things first. Yes. And one of the Bible plans I've been doing talks about being a highly effective believer. And one of the days it says keep first things first. And the first thing in your relation or your life should be your relationship with God. And I liked about, you said you start with the Word, and I, and I, that's something that I need to do better, and I've been trying to here lately, and I feel the more I'm doing it, the more I'm, I get up, I pray, or read God's, even if it's just a verse, like you said, sure. just read the verse, sure. that I'm establishing my priorities, not for just the day, but it's going to carry on, you know, throughout life. And when you build yeah. those habits, you start to become a highly effective believer. Mm-hmm. And I think you were building a foundation today of not just things to come, but um, in your relationship with the Lord. So I think that's like something that probably is the most important thing you can start your day with is prayer or the Word. So that's something that really jumped out to me as soon as you said it. That also jumped out to me because it really just puts things kind of into this perspective of where if you want to, you will. You decided, you took that step, you want to have that be the way you start off your morning every morning, and so you made it a habit to do it. You said you've been doing it for a year and a half. Like, it's not that any of us aren't capable of doing it. It's just that we're not taking the initiative to do it, and I think that's very important to put in perspective, too, because I feel like a lot of us with our schoolwork and our sports and our jobs, we're like, oh, I just don't have the time. We have the time. We just don't always prioritize it in the best way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you you said that you said that in a way that caused me to think, like, 
some people will say, hey, if you if you don't plan it, then it doesn't happen. Well, there are people who plan a lot of things, mm-hmm. but they don't prioritize yeah. sometimes things within those plans and they skip over them. So, yes, it's important to have a plan, but really is are you prioritizing the things within your plan and actually following through? Yeah. And so we always find a way to do the things that we want to do. And sometimes our wants outweigh the things that are really best for us. And so I'm not going to sit here and act holier than thou. Like it's just been a, a, a year and a half that I've been doing that. But I did that for me because it's hard for me to say, put a priority on, to other people, put a priority on your relationship with God. What am I doing to do that? Well, I've been doing a lot of things over my life, but I found that when my alarm would go off and the first thing that I would look at would be my calendar for the day or the weather for the day, all important things, but the most important thing Mm -hmm. is my relationship with God. And the plans about the weather or the plans about my calendar, they're not going to be effective (laughs) or they're not going to matter if God's not a part of those things. So the priority is do you start with him first? And and to me, that's just like part of the experience you're talking about. Like uh, Austin Ball told me in chapel today, he was like, you know, as a baseball player, the only way I really get better is when I go into the game and get experience and keep going. And he says the same way with, you know, Christianity, you have to pray, you have to do all these things in order to mm-hmm. grow, in order to, you know, become a stronger relationship with God and waking up every morning and just – reading a little scripture, like that's getting your experience in order to grow you. Yeah. Well, I mean, since, since you just mentioned baseball, just to put a sports spin on this, you've heard people say, well, you know, uh, they have to win for them to learn how to win. And you have to experience God in order to learn how to be better in your relay or a highly effective you Christian talk, as you. You talked about and this was kind of funny. You talked about when you went and ordered your meal with AI, and I'm—I don't know why I thought about this, but I'm like, there's a lot of things in the world today that are happening that are creating shortcuts. Correct. And I and I wrote down there is no there are no shortcuts with or to the Father. In John fourteen six, Jesus tells his disciples, "You can only come to the Father except through me." Exactly. And then Isaac said, talking about experience of God, I said we should want to experience God every day through prayer, the Word, surrounding ourselves with Christ-like people. And then throughout the week, church, chapel, those sorts of things. So I think it's important for people to know, like, there's there's no other way yeah. to have a personal relationship with God without experiencing God, without coming to Christ, yeah. without yeah. having a humble heart, without realizing that you should want to be in prayer, you should want to read the Word, and surround yourselves with Christ-like people because those sorts of things is really going to help you experience God because, like you talked about, how you ran into that dude and had that crazy experience— that's how God works. It just you never know yes. when it's going to happen and yes. you never know how it's going to happen. And I've prayed things too like when I was praying about this podcast, I never foresaw a ha- a meeting happening with you and Anna or uh McKenna me and her never even met and she had the same idea. So it was right. it's just funny how God works and you just never know how or when it's going to. It's just that part of experiencing God really. Right. And, and the most important part when it happens like it's there all we have to do is just listen. You just have mm-hmm. to be still and listen. A lot of times he can't and like you know, we're like, is that him or is that? No, just be still and listen, you know, when that moment mm-hmm. comes. Well, I also think it's like very important to where 
there's a certain amount of like listening and waiting for God, but then there's also a certain amount of taking the initiative to put yourself in a position where you can hear God. Like Sean, when you were talking about um, being at that conference and they were like, listen, if you're needing this, you got to come down here. You knew you needed it and you went down there. If you would have stayed up top where you were, you would not have gotten that 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 confirmation that you needed it's like waking up and reading your bible verse every morning is a great thing to do but if that's all you're doing to um try to get closer to god in your day it's only going to get you so far you have to be taking multiple steps to try to get closer in your relationship with god great point because it's just not taking steps but sometimes taking faithful steps that like god man i don't i don't know why i'm taking this step but I'm trusting you that this is a step toward you, and I'm just trusting that this step will lead me to where you need to be. I mean, by, by definition, that's faith. It's stepping when you're not sure about it, but you're stepping out in faith. And, like, look, I didn't, like I said in chapel today, why do I have to go down front to pray the same prayer that I was praying up there? Well, the reason that I didn't have to, the reason to go down there was because I was going to encounter God in a way that I had never encountered God by him, whether the dude was an angel or he was someone that God gave a word to there just for me. Like, that's how that's how I was going to encounter and experience, and go, and experience God in a way that I never had that changed my life. Uh, and he answered the prayer that I had been praying for days and the reason that I even went to the conference. So, yeah, I think it's important to be very proactive in your faith. Like you can't just sit around and and wait. And there are sometimes where you're in a season of waiting, and you're you know living your normal life or whatever, yes. and you're waiting on the Lord as it talks about. Which is I feel like I'm kind of in a season of waiting on the Lord, but I'm not just sitting back on the couch, you know, waiting for something crazy to happen. You know, <laughs> like McKenna says, you got to be proactive. You got to continue to go out and take those steps because, for me, when I was uh, really growing in my faith when I kind of got really serious about it. I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm done, you know, being lukewarm, one foot in the world, one foot with you. I want to be fully with you. Um, there was a lot of things that I feel like I was doing that it was like you said, I would take a step and then keep going like, okay, Lord, I don't know where you're going with this, but I'm just going to trust you. It's kind of like driving in the fog. You can only see you know, right. X That's amount right. of feet in front of That's you, right. but eventually you get to your destination because ultimately, if you're a believer, the Holy Spirit is going to be guiding you kind of like you talked about today, and you can't experience um, God in a way without having the Holy Spirit. You know, a lot of people are like, well, I'm a good person, and I go to church, and I read the Bible, and I'm like, well, that's not what's going to get you into heaven. Uh, Having the Holy Spirit, and having, well, not just having the Holy Spirit, but having a friendship with the Holy Spirit. I saw a video about that, you know, having that that chemistry with it, you know, diving in the Word, praying is what's going to help it reveal things to you. An intimate personal relationship with the Father is what we're after. And when you have that, you will encounter God in ways that you have never encountered them before. No, I mean, that's how we identify family, inner circle people, our closest friends, all of those things. Are, you, you base those people on how good of connection that you have, what's the quality of your relationship with that person. So, and that takes work, and that takes time. I love what you all said. There's no shortcut Mm-mm. to that to an intimate relationship with Jesus. I think one thing that kind of causes faith to be a little bit looked at, I don't know, looked at as less of a relationship is because, like, 
Sean, you and I's relationship, I can see you. Like, I can see you. I can see how you react. You can tell me things in person. Like, having a relationship with God, it's not always going to come through God. Like, your signs might come through other people or, like, you know, you're not always going to see the messenger. And I think a lot of people like to pretend that it's not as much of a relationship because you don't have those in-person interactions when actually it's so much more than a relationship because you don't have those in-person interactions. And that's what's powerful about this this study and this material is it highlights the active uh, way God is reaching out and communicating with us in all the different ways that He does speak to us, and He does reach out and try to communicate with us, even though we don't see Him. There's well, I don't want to get I don't want to get it. I don't want to steal any thunder for it for another podcast and another <laughs> chapel. But there's so, there's so many ways that God does speak to us. Uh, and when you begin to and what I hope this study does is it begins to have us think about God and the way he communicates and speaks to us and interacts with us in a whole fresh and new way because when you start spending time on that, you realize, "Oh my gosh, God did speak through this, and there have been times where, you know, well, I don't want to. So it's just I'm excited for us to walk through this together, and I'm excited to hear the other podcasts that talk Mm -hmm. about what is revealed to us regarding how God does speak to us. Hoping that through this that people that either have kind of like weaker faith, like I guess I had, or maybe they come to realize that they're wondering why God isn't or they're wondering why they're not having this intimate relationship with God, or they're wondering why there's certain things in their life that maybe they can't hear God's voice or direction. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it probably has to do with prayer and reading the Bible. You know, if I'm in a class and the teacher hands me a book and they're saying, read the curriculum, come back Monday, tell me what you (laughs) learned. If I come back and don't read it, how am I supposed to know the class? How am I supposed to know the curriculum? Same with God. If you want to experience God and you want to know who God is and you want to know what his word says and who he is, he reveals himself in his word over just yep. miraculous time periods and through people and just it's amazing. I'm trying to read uh, the Bible from front to back this year. I'm in Genesis 27, I think, right now, and it's just amazing how much is going on in the beginning of time and how much God's already revealed Himself yes. to these people yes. and how much like you just see Him working. So I'm excited to see all the stuff that I learned this year that I haven't learned yet in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? I lost. No, I think uh, it just reminded me the way you were saying that is how Rafa closed out our chapel today was like walking by faith, not by sight. That's right. Because I think that's a very important thing that we all need to be reminded of often, not necessarily seeing, needing to see to believe, which is something that we often just don't think about. Mm -hmm. And and something else, talk about Rafa. She said in her prayer, Holy Spirit, be where everywhere we go, you know, and it it is everywhere we go. Mm -hmm. And that's such a true thing that she said. It don't matter if we're in the car, at church, wherever we are, we can hear God. And no, I I just, I was work over break. I there was like, I was debating whether or not to bring my Bible. I have a lot of free time usually, but I looked at the schedules. Like, I think we're going to be a little busy today. I might not have time. I had like another thing to my backpack. I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring it anyway. And I ended up having a little bit of free time. And the one time I actually pulled my Bible out that time, this lady walked by she's like, is that a Bible? And I was like, yeah, I just got this, just got it for Christmas. And we ended up having a 30-minute conversation wow. about God. And just I texted kind of immediately after. I was like, I just had a God moment right now. I just learned so much. Mm-hmm. I learned different resources. 
and uh, different places to look and a new part of my Bible to read that I haven't even opened yet. And then she like, and she like prayed over me. Like I was like crying at work and like my boss asked me what's wrong. And I was like, I just had like one of the most amazing experiences in my life. And just because I decided to bring my Bible that day, like I normally don't. And this was great. And that's like comes into full circle about what Sean was talking about today about, you know, like even though he was, you know, in the school system or coaching, whatever, you know, he's still ministering just through his actions. You know, mm-hmm. some of the strongest lights in my life were people that I really didn't even talk to about God. I just see their actions in their everyday life. Me and my fiance, we were talking like, uh, I don't know, a few weeks back about like, you know, her in the workplace and how she can witness. And I just told her, I said, like, just be you and do what you do. And eventually mm-hmm. people's going to see you and that's mm-hmm. going to shine more light than anything else. Uh, St. Francis of Assisi said, uh, go share the gospel and use words if necessary. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's just the point that you made. Like we, we don't realize that. Um, and that's, you know, I shared that in chapel. Like I thought full-time ministry looked a certain way. Like you had to be a, a senior pastor or you had to be a worship leader or you had to be these things. We we are all ministers of the gospel, and God has called us all for certain reasons and purposes and has plans for us, but all of those plans are, is for us to be his, his representatives in the world and to minister to other people where he places us. And um, I, didn't, I didn't see that at that point in time in my life, and the experience in God's study helped me encounter God in a way that showed me that, oh my gosh, it doesn't matter what I do every day. It's, am I being obedient to go and do what God has me to do every day? I am being the ministers of the gospel in that way. And I hope that the one thing that you said that stuck out to me a lot, and I've been reading in James in a Bible plan, and he talks a lot about how important it is (laughs) to put your faith into action. Your works don't save you, but he talks about, you said today, no one, Jesus didn't say you'll know a Christian by their words. You know them by their fruit, by their actions. That's right. And you talk about being obedient. And like Isaac said, telling his fiance, just be you. That's the most important thing you can do is just be the person that God has called you to be. Be the man, be the woman that God's called you to be. Even though it's difficult, especially in today's world, there's so many distractions and there's so many things that Satan can use to throw you off your path. Yeah. But that's how people are going to know is by, you know, the way you live your life. And the most important thing you do is Logan Lake talks about it all the time is just be obedient. Yep. And that's mm-hmm. stuck in my mind for so long. And I, th- I hope it's like glued in there so I can realize like the most important thing I can do is not to do the podcast or not to uh, reach out to people. The most important thing I can do in the moment with, with God is just be obedient, you know, yep. follow the Holy Spirit. And it, it can be so small, you know, like I'm eating lunch today in a conver- full out conversation with someone and they just all of a sudden bow their head and start praying right before they eat. Even though they didn't say a word, I didn't, you know, I was just as like, wow, you know, like that's, mm-hmm. that's crazy, you know, and shed a light to me, even though they didn't even say a thing. I just was watching them pray for their meal and it just took about 15 seconds. It's just mm-hmm. little things all the time like that. It's about being intentional with everything that you do and all the actions and all the people you speak with. I'm the type of person where like when the food comes, I'm like, let's dig in. So whenever I see people <laughs> stop to pray, I'm like... That's such a good idea. Like <laughs> that always stands out so much to me. I'm like, that's an intentional thing I that's need to me. pay attention to. <laughs> like, that's you know, that yeah. reminds you, like yeah. I, I, I've spoken about this before. I grew up in the Catholic Church, and like it's very, very much a tradition to pray over every meal that you have. And like I've adapted it as become um, more in the, um, more as a Christian and not necessarily as a Catholic. Is 
adapting my prayer not necessarily to the traditional way, but talking about how like why this meal is important, not just going That's over right. the words and repetition. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, and like Sean said, and Isaac was talking about, like you can experience God anywhere. I've I feel like the closer I get with God, the more that I'm being intentional. Like Brooklyn said, that I experience God randomly and more intensely, especially. For some reason in the gym, I love to work out, but I have these just weird interactions all the time with people like this guy at my gym in Elizabethtown that walks up to me, big 6'4 guy with tattoos, <laughs> and then he hands me a penny with a cross on it. And we have this crazy conversation. We have this friendship, and he's 40 years older than I am, and it's wild to see that. And we talked about ministry, and I told him kind of how, like you said, like I thought it meant this and this, but it's completely different. Correct. He said, this is my ministry, and that blew me away. <laughs> right. His ministry is handing pennies to people That's right. like everywhere, and yep. I just just gave me a shift in my spirit and it just it just fed me it was like man this guy has it going and like it's just it's just amazing when you have those interactions that are probably sent by god it's just the holy spirit connection like brooklyn said yep. was talking about at her work that's right that that really just especially when you're having a uh for me when it happened i was having a long week and i feel like i've been kind of distant from god i hadn't been in my routine with reading and praying and then when that happened I was like man that maybe that's God telling me you know get back on track so it was just amazing experience I think that's very like those things that happen that in the world that kind of like pull you in to the effect that you're making whenever you're living for God like I was at church on Sunday and I was at my home church and I help out like in random kids services wherever they need me and I like, go to church camps in the summer and like in my head I'm just helping out because like why wouldn't I you know like I have the resources they need let's do it but then the kids like a couple of them came up to me and like they remembered my name and who I was and I'm like I'm impacting these people more than I think like it gives you a sense of conviction because you're like these people are seeing you doing the things that you're doing on purpose and then they're also seeing the mistakes you make on accident and it gives you conviction where like I need to start living like this all the time because they're paying attention to me even whenever, whenever I feel like I'm not in the spotlight and so the the full-time ministry it doesn't matter where you are it doesn't mean it doesn't matter if you are meaning for people to watch you or not I mean you are the only bible some people are ever going to read and I think it's so important to not only follow Christ but act like it like you cannot do worldly things or have I mean worldly moments happen but you can't just be like oh it's okay like you need to realize that the effect that this has isn't just on you and you know that's why it's so important to when you feel like you it's just so important to serve and to do whatever you know we first Peter talks about we all have a gift and just to do that I'm, I mean I'm not a singer I'm not gonna sing at chapel <laughs> but I mean I might sing along but I'm, <laughs> that ain't you know that ain't me so I know that you know I want to serve and I want to help and so you know whatever I can do in terms of sound or whatever but like you were saying you're getting watched people are watching yes. you when you do that and when that happens it's a snowball effect they see you then they might say well you know, I can do that too. If Isaac can do it or if McKenna can do it, you know, I can do that too. And it's a snowball effect, you know, just mm -hmm. like to get more people involved and, and then you're going to grow closer. To once you become a Christian, once you profess faith in Jesus Christ and you're vocal about that, once you say, I'm a Christian, you're a walking, talking, living billboard 24 7, 365 mm -hmm. for God. There's no time off. It is much easier not to be a follower of Christ than it is to be a follower of Christ. But also, when you begin to live into who God called you to be and you begin to experience God the way that He intends for your relationship to be and the plans that He has for your life, 
like you'll never be the same again, but it is difficult to be on all of the time. But when you can realize all I have to do is make sure that I realize I can't do anything without him. Mm -hmm. Just going into that, I'd love to get your thoughts on the Bible verse you shared with us today on John 14, 26. I'm reading from the New Living Testament version, but, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. Yeah. I'd love to get more of your thoughts on why you chose to share that with us today. I chose to share that because there are so many promises in the Word of God. And there's there's so much truth available to us in the Word of God. There is so much wisdom and knowledge for everything that we would ever need. But we, we, uh, we sometimes go at things from just our wisdom, our knowledge, our understanding, and we will never get there on our own. That's why Jesus said, I'm going to send you the counselor, the advocate, the helper to help you. And like where I'm weak, the Holy Spirit is strong. Where I don't understand, the Holy Spirit understands. The very Spirit of God lives inside of me, and I have access to all power, all wisdom, all knowledge, all that I will ever need if I would but choose to surrender and live into it and ask, but we don't. And so for us to experience God the way that God wants us, and I'm talking about us, meaning this this college, this group of people who gather for chapel every Wednesday, if we want to experience to encounter God in a way that we've never before, we need help to do that. Um, because the world is overwhelming, it is loud, it is chaotic, it is confusing, and we live in that. And for for us to really be able to encounter God the way that He wants us to encounter Him, we have to have help. So if we would all begin to pray for the Holy Spirit, our helper, our advocate, to teach us and remind us of who we are, remind us of all of the promises that God has for us as His people. Like it'll it'll change it'll change us. So it's something that I have to remind myself. Holy Spirit, help me. Uh, that's why we you don't you don't do a podcast until you say, <laughs> Holy Spirit, help us to say and do the things that we need to do. We don't do anything on our own. If so, we're opening the door to fail. I'm going to fail you if I'm just re- if I'm just relying on me. Yeah. Well, saying it like in these terms, it's like obvious. But sometimes, you know, we get in that worldly mindset and it just happens. But if you're sitting here and you're like. God, I'm trying to live for you, but don't help me. I got this right now. Like, you know, you can't get anywhere with that. And like putting it in this mentality now, obviously, it's like, well, I would never do that. But like, we do do that. We do do that. It happens. That's exactly (laughs) right. And one of the things that I think you all will, because I, I got great benefit from it, but there's an aspect that we'll get into in a, this semester regarding this and early on. I mean, we just have to realize that the world tells all of us that it is all about you and you are the center of the universe. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the fact is, it's the exact opposite. We couldn't be further so from the center yourself. of the universe. That's nope. exactly right. Once you put God in God's rightful place, 
everything changes. And if it doesn't change, then your relationship with God is probably not very good. So, I mean, all of that is part of this study that we'll get into. I can't wait to go through it again for myself. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for you all to to walk through it because there are truths and principles found in this experience in God's study that you will apply to your life every day for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Because God is always at work, and He is always, uh, as long as you're breathing, He has a plan for you and for what you're doing. And for us to really be the highly effective Christian mm-hmm. every day that you're talking about, Noah, in the, at the beginning of the podcast, uh, that's that's what it takes. A good thing to pray about is having praying that the people on campus, the people that come to G groups, that listen to this podcast, that come to chapel, pray that they come with a humble, open heart, open mind to receive the word, to receive. Because some people they might come and they might not even know who this who Jesus is. They might right. not know anything. Just like That's you right. said, you invite them, and if they come, great. And if they don't, keep inviting them. <laughs> Make a sacrifice. You know, and the thing is, God knows where all of us are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he knows that next step of faith and growth in our relationship with him that we need to make. We don't have to figure, I don't have to figure out where you all are Mm -hmm. in your relationship. God already knows that. Mm -hmm. And he'll reveal whatever that next step is to you. You know, we talk about in campus ministries, owning and growing your own faith. Just from wherever you are, just take that next step. Mm -hmm. And God knows what that next step is. But you have to trust him. And then you got to be willing to surrender yeah. and obey and, and take it in faith. It goes back to being intentional. And exactly. The thing, like I said, like I like that you talked about was like asking yourself, and I mean, even honestly asking yourself daily is, am I living a God-centered life? Am I recognizing his voice? And um, what is his will for me in that yeah. day? Not just for in the future, that day. It's always mm-hmm. about um, making God intentional in every moment of the day. Absolutely. Right. Living in the right. moment because you right. can't worry about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. And you don't need to worry about tomorrow. You don't need to worry about yesterday. Like, you really just need to. It is a day-by-day process. Like, am I living for God? Am I in the right mindset? Am I doing the right things? And if you realize at, like, noon, man, I haven't. You don't just give up and be like, oh, it's a bad day. I'll live for Jesus tomorrow. You change your thoughts around whenever you notice it happening. Isaac is a pitcher. (laughs) (laughs) Today I hit two people. Once once he lets go of the ball, he cannot get that pitch back. No, and and so it's about stacking yeah. one pitch, uh, a good pitch on top of another pitch. Noah, as a batter, it's about one good at bat and stacking another good at bat on top of that. It's the same way in our life. One day at a time, stack good days with Jesus on top of good days with Jesus, mm-hmm. and you'll reap the benefits of that. And you're not going to be perfect, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just I, like I said, I hit two batters. So I mean, every pitch, <laughs> every pitch is not going to be perfect. It's just a matter of continuously doing it, like and Sean can, was yeah, saying. Like you say, continuous. I mean, just being a Christian is a continuous spiritual yeah. spiritual battle, right? So um, I think people need to know. Christians yeah. need to know that mm-hmm. Satan, the world, and yourself are your three biggest enemies. Amen. Like mm-hmm. you talked about, the world says, "Just do you. Just be you. You're fine." I mean. That's how you want to live. I mean, I feel like we can agree to disagree, but Jesus says, deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me. And though that can be very tough, sometimes, like McKenna said, oh, God, thank you, but I'm going to do it on my own. You know, like you said, we can do nothing apart from him. And if you firmly believe that, then even though it's hard to act it out, the best thing you can do is be in your word, 
and, mm-hmm. and be in prayer. So being intentional. And one more thing before we all close out, just something that always sticks with me that I wanted to mention is like, what if tomorrow you only had what you prayed for today? And I feel like that's really important to remember when we're say, talking about being intentional. Yeah, exactly. And like, I'm, I'm thankful for the opportunity God has given me to experience him the way that I've experienced him. And I'll, I'll say this, um, I, I would not trade places with anyone for any reason because of the joy and the peace and the relationship that I have with God. But I would be a much different person if I had gone after God the way that I should have. And so there, God has so much more for us we can't even imagine, but it's he only gives us what we go after and what we to Brooklyn's point, what we ask for, what we're willing to to do and sacrifice to live. You know, and this goes back a little bit to last year, like to live a kingdom life mm-hmm. here on earth is what God wants, because uh, this world is not our home. Mm-hmm. But while we're here we're supposed to be living like this is not our home. And too many times I live like this is my home. And when I do that, I don't encounter kingdom things or God as much as I should. And so I'm excited, selfishly for me, to be able to grow through sharing this and and going through this with you all this semester. Um, I, I just hope we... I can't wait for a recap at the end of the semester if God allows us to to oh, get yeah. that long, you know, to to be people be able to journal and talk about all of the things that we were able to experience because we made the effort to uh, seek God out. Amen. All right. Thank you guys for joining us today. We are so happy to be back and to have you back listening, and we cannot wait to have you guys tune in next week.